streaming live. You're listening to AllFlavorsRadio.com. If you truly want more out of life, chances are you're not really going to fit in anywhere. A pleasant, pleasant good evening to you all out there in All Flavors land. How are you doing? I am naturally... <laughs> see what you I am Wimbo77. And I... Yes. Good evening, everybody. Good evening, everyone. How are you all doing out there? How are you doing? And it was an absolutely beautiful day today. It was gorgeous. I went for a nice walk at lunchtime. Yes, I think spring has sprung now and hopefully the sun will stay with us. The sun will stay. So we have lots and lots in store for this evening and we have a special guest as well. Um, w. Living Gilchrist in the studio or... We will be um, speaking to him very, very soon about really being successful and how to really be motivated in life and in business. Amazing. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, today, Wimbo, I, 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 <laughs> that, really, I think we need today? to swap the, swap seats because <laughs> I don't know who I am. I don't know who I am. Oh <laughs> so naturally, Lily, today is National Look Alike Day. It's quite interesting, maybe isn't it? that's why you keep on saying you're naturally really... Yeah, alike. maybe, yeah, because we're <laughs> switching places, that, you know. So yeah, yeah. that's obviously the reason why. And National Look Alike Day today on the 20th of April, it celebrates those who look like one, look like another person. Okay. I remember uh, listening to an audio book the other day and it was Charlie Chaplin. He went in for a... Oh, yeah. uh, it, it was a lookalike contest so he went in as himself and he came forth i know i remember remember seeing that that he didn't win his own competition yeah how strange (laughs) so even charlie chaplin had lookalikes and they didn't even think that he was himself Mm. how crazy is that so some of the most famous roles that um professionals have played um sorry professional lookalikes perform as entertainers and some of the most famous roles that people have played are Elvis Presley and Marilyn Monroe. Mm, I don't think we could get away with playing Elvis or Marilyn Monroe unless we were performing behind a curtain perhaps, <laughs> but that's the only way that we'll be able to look like someone at, yes, you know, of guess, that calibre, I, I guess. Who do you think you look like? I don't want to say it out loud, but I've been told that I'm, I remind people yes. of Gabrielle Union. Okay, Gabrielle, yeah, I can see it. I, I can know. see that. I don't know Gabrielle Union. Know. Yeah, no one's and ever told me. Uncle used to call me Moesha back in the day. Oh yeah, Moesha. Mm-hmm. See, there you go. Look alike. National um, look alike day, and it is hashtag National Look Alike because that is exactly what it is. And how do we observe that? How do we observe National Look Alike Day? Literally. So, how to observe? Celebrate by dressing like someone you will see today. Or select a celebrity and dress up like them. Fix your hair like they do and talk like they do all day. If you've met your real-life lookalike, share a picture. Have fun and post your pictures on social media using the hashtag, hashtag National Lookalike Day. So, uh, beautiful people, who do you look alike? Who have you been told that you look like? Let us know, let us know. And you can always call in as well. Uh, The line's open from 7 o'clock. 07895134713. That's 07895134713. So I'm, I'm, I look like myself. 
But do you know what yourself looks like? I don't, because no. we only ever see ourselves in 2D or a reflection. Yeah. Never from someone else's perspective. Mm. That's quite interesting, isn't I it? I find it very interesting that, and even twins, twins that look alike. Yeah. They look at each other and think, oh, okay, that's what I look like. But actually they don't. Mm. Interesting. Because there's that slight difference, isn't there, yeah. between twins? Because we can tell, we can, because we have as our, our nieces are twins, mm. Leah and Iona, and I hey can girls. tell the difference. Hello, girls. <laughs> yes, I can tell the difference. I'm sure you. Well, can tell yeah, the you can tell the difference. You can tell the difference, but I think can if they looked at each other, do they think I look exactly like you? Mm. I don't think anyone could really look exactly like, but then. You can, well, like National Look Alike Day, we can look like someone, can't we? There you go. So let us know who you've been told that you look like. I'm um, I'm drinking on the Halle Berry myself, but (laughs) I don't want to be delusional. Yes, own it, Queen. (laughs) Look like Halle Berry indeed. Not really, I'm joking. (laughs) But um, yeah, someone, one lady stopped me on the road once when I was younger. She goes, oh, you're, you're... your sister such and such data. I'm like, no, that's not me. So she oh, obviously mistook me for someone. Have you? I've got a twin, yeah. What, locally? Locally and in America, apparently. Wow. Someone sent me a picture. Oh, Alicia, you at this such and such game? Mm, no, I live in the United Kingdom. Oh, this girl really looks like you, but it's clearly not me because I'm here. See, there you go, beautiful people. So it is actually a real day because... It happens. And the way that it was started was that there was this man named Jack Jack Etzel. And that was in the um, 1980s. He was in Pittsburgh. And he was walking down the road. And then he saw this guy that looked like Humphrey Bogart. Okay. He had the cigar and everything in his hand. And he was like, hey, you look like Humphrey Bogart. So they spent hours asking people, who does this guy look like? And hence the day was born. The National Lookalike Day was born. And they logged it. So they went to this. If you come up with a day, beautiful people, if you come up with a day that no one else has had, you can um, go to the Chase calendar of events and they will log your day. I'm still going to come up with one. Yeah, isn't that amazing? So we're talking, we do a a national day every single week. I just find it's a bit of fun just to find out what is actually in relation to this day. And yeah, so today, hashtag National Lookalike Day. Let us know who you think you look like. And Bob's your uncle. Lovely. Yeah. Do you know what else happened today? What happened? Harriet Tubman Mm. starts the Underground Railroad in 1853. Wow. Amazing. Was that 153? Seventy something. Yeah, yeah, hundred and seventy-two yeah. or something like my my maths not, <laughs> my my mental maths um, is not very good, but I'm not here in the capacity of a maths teacher right now, so that's okay. <laughs> Otherwise, yes, man. Yeah, so she did start the underground railroad, but you notice there, Leash, that I didn't put much information underneath that. I think that's because we've covered her before, so we have um, yeah. previously in the show given away prizes actually mm. for information about Harriet Tubman so it's just something to note that today in history this is when um that history started of the Underground Railroad and yeah. if you are interested then you know what to do guys we always tell you when do you research yes yeah because I mean there were uh there were railroads back mm. then but this was her uh, uh, 
just going out and mm-hmm. saying right I'm going to get first off she's up with her brother bringing her brother with her mm. and then she kept going back and going forth and coming mm. back and going forth so, so she went back for her <coughs> she went back for her husband didn't she yeah he had gotten married to someone else and yes what not but yeah yeah so what what I thought was um we because we have touched on Harriet Tubman and like Lily just said we can it's good to go and do our research as regards to these things was looking also um, at an event that's going to be happening tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I found it very, very interesting. It's, it was the Black British Civil Rights okay. behind the scenes because we always equate the civil rights movement to the United States. Yeah. But were you aware that there was actually a civil rights movement here in the UK from, uh, it was 1964 to 1985? Wow. Yeah, so I found that to be very, very interesting. It is a an event that's happening tomorrow at six thirty. And do you know what I didn't do? I didn't put the the Zoom details. The Zoom details in there, but it is called the Black British Civil Rights Behind the Scenes. We'll put that up inside of the chat room. So if you are interested, check it out. Just type that into the search event a search engine. As Lily says, Google's your friend, mm-hmm. and type that into the search engine, and yeah, and put events beside the side of it, and I'm sure something will come up. I find it quite interesting some of the topics that they cover actually. Black-owned mm. housing associations mm. um, that got accommodation for thousands of homeless black people in the 70s, black pubs in the 60s, yeah, um, Garvey's Afro-Asian House, Hostel Social and Advice Centre. Mm. Um, the banning of black beauty shows at the Hammersmith Palais and community response. What was that, the black beauty shows? Well, we've had black beauty shows. Um, Mum used to do them. We'd have models uh, highlighting, you know, like the Afro-Caribbean one that they have at Alexandra Palace. So why did they ban it? Well, I didn't look into that. I didn't look into the reasons why they banned black beauty shows at the Hammersmith, but it's just at the Hammersmith Palais. Like and how the community <clears throat> related to that, mm. you know, we, maybe we should have a look into it yeah. and see what that was all about. I think this one's interesting. The black group set to combat suicide and loneliness wow. due to racism that later provided shared childcare for working mothers and patrolled Brixton streets to protect against Ku Klux Klan members in 65. Clan members in the UK. Wow. Wow. That's... Um, I guess they call that now, I don't know what the the party is now, but in my day it was called National Front. NF, yeah. Yeah, so I know that, so maybe that's what they kind of morphed into. Mm. And there's, what's something party now? I can't remember what it is. Party. We can't say that, but yeah, it's the one that, the EDF, I think they call, no, EDF's the electric company, is it? I don't know. If anyone out there can tell us. Right, right, they're called, they called right wing or something extremists. Yeah, they're the extremists, but that's mm. probably what they morphed into mm. in this country. Because I know that we spoke again on the voting rights, do you remember? Yeah. However, I mean, we have always been able to, or to vote in this country as black people. Yeah. But there still has been a high, high, high kind of racist element yeah. in this country. So reading that, it doesn't surprise me. And reading the fact that we're looking at the civil rights movement in the UK, mm. that has to tell us something. Yeah. Yes, yeah? so, and the banning I, of... 
I find it quite mm-hmm. inter- interesting as well how close it is to when that was born, like up into the eighties. Yeah, eighty five. It's it's. I'm not shocked because it's still going on now. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're still going through quite a tumultuous time in the UK post Brexit conversations, post COVID mm-hmm. conversations. We're still going through quite a, a tumultuous time when it comes to um, race and inequalities. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's almost like in the 80s it died down everyone decided they wanted to be in interracial relationships and i mean interracial relationships were from like 64 60s well before that because we've been here an awful long time we've been here a very very long I time know, but i feel like the period of from around the time when i was grown mm. a lot of people around my age were of mixed heritage yeah yeah it's almost like there was a boom in the 80s and 90s um, mm. because it was more accepted maybe maybe the civil rights movement in this country made it a bit more accepted for those relationships to be more frequent mm, for their th- children it did happen quite a lot it happened a lot mm. with the the guys that came over mm. Windrush generation mm. and then obviously carried on and even till this day in in that in that sense of having that interracial relationships like it says rich white men in there oh sorry a patronage of black power mm. i don't know what that's all about this this sounds um, like a really good event event it does um lucian on instagram hi lucian mm. um says that we have the edl oh so edl it's, it's gone from kkk to nf to edl okay as a right-wing movement in the uk yeah um so, yeah. I think the tickets are up on Eventbrite for this event, beautiful people. I'm going to, again, put that link. I've just found it. Link into the chat box in the chat room. So come and join us in the chat room and, and gather this information because it's actually very, very interesting. I mean, all of the all of the subjects, as well as we said that how brothers and sisters squatted empty derelict properties, mm. fix them up, turn them into centres of black history and education. Yeah. Um, record shops and beauty parlours as scenes of resistance, as well as um, rich white men, I said, and their patronage of black power. What do you think that is, rich white record men and their patronage? and beauty parlours seen as, as, oh, as scenes of resistance. Yeah. Sorry, I thought you, that said seen as resistance. No. Rich white men and their patronage of black power. So kind of um, getting the backing from from rich white men. That's okay. saying, it's like, um, at the moment, I watch tiktok and there are a lot of i'm going to call them the others yeah educating their brothers Mm. on what is acceptable and what is not acceptable and i have actually seen i think i find it very interesting um that many of these um you know other people are you know back in the black asian and other ethnicities in stating well this is why black people are so outspoken this is mm. why african-americans are so outspoken this is why black british people are so outspoken because no when you talk about culture it means this when you talk about culture appropriation there are a lot of vocal people um, mm. that aren't of a black heritage that aren't of asian or other um, ethnicities that are being very very outspoken and it's almost like before they <clears throat> before they didn't have a voice because they felt like we do felt felt a bit 
You can't speak up. You, you can't yeah. really say much on the subject. You can't say much. If you yeah. say anything, you're seen as, you know, being aggressive or whatever and just a troublemaker. Mm. But I think now that it's so in everybody's face that the situation, like the civil rights movement, it, the situation is, is really out of hand and there are things being put in place. The same rich white men that were supporting the Black Power movement back in the 70s, 60s, 70s and 80s. Mm. It's just a resurgence of that, I think. Yeah, yeah. And I guess there have always been people that helped. It's mm. a, a bit like the writer of Uncle Tom's Cabin. Mm. Now, I can't remember her name, but she was she helped with the movement. Mm. I mean, she was slated for it. It was a rich white lady back yeah. in the States. She was slated for it, but there have always been people in our corner and we have to recognise that as well yeah. as much as we fight against certain things and we're fighting for our rights there will there have always been mm. people that would fight for us as well so they yeah. have to be recognised when you think about it and I think um, someone made the point today at work that was talking about our students but it relates in the same instance mm. when people don't speak they're seen as oh but you're not supporting mm. but actually maybe they're just getting hidden in the numbers of the negativity yeah because you hear so much negativity that you know the person that's in the background that may not be as vocal mm. gets looked down upon and i'm talking about you know people who aren't of a, a black heritage yeah oh well you must be with them you must be a racist or you must be a, a that kind of person because you're not speaking up about it um, and most of the time, they most people want to speak up, or they're up, they are speaking up, mm. but all we hear is the negativity. Yeah, so mm. we've we got to, to recognise that, that there are ones in favour, mm. and at that time we, uh, we're touching on the point of r rich white men and their patronage of black power. So I think that this is, sounds like a really, really good event to go to. So it's the black British civil rights behind the scenes. And um, that's tomorrow at 6.30 till 8.15. It's not even on um, that long. Mm. So check it out. Some really great topics. And it says it's an illustrated talk highlighting the little known um, Brit black British power and civil rights groups active all over London between 1964 and 1985 using Dr. Rob Waters' book, Thinking Black Britain, 1964 to 1985 and his detailed information map of London's many black businesses, cultural advocacy and self-help groups. And they, those are the topics that will be covered. Mm. We'll put a link in the, the chat room as well there for you. And also it speaks of the black American presence and collaborations, Marvin Gaye, Dick Gregory, etc. So one not to be missed, I think. I think I may have to, um, I might get the first hour because I have something at 7.30. But yeah. Get the first hour of it, it looks very interesting. Sign up, because, yeah, this is the thing. This is another thing. I can't remember what it was that I was reading. I think it's an article that we're going to cover mm -hmm. um, later. And it was, um, it's highlighting that black people, that we don't like history in the sense of, but it's a history at school. Yeah. Because obviously we can't relate to that. Yeah. Whereas when we look at our history, it's so, it's so full. Mm. So it's well worth... Um, delving into that okay so the question that we're asking we were meant to cover this topic last week and it was does being a strong black woman harm her mental emotional and physical health is it a burden of strength yes yeah, so we're going to be looking at that this week 
as well as what does it mean to be black enough because there was something <laughs> something in the guardian which was struck a bit of a nerve yeah so if we get time we will cover that one as well mm. so the word of the day last week was trapezium now no one came forward and we were meant to tell you what it was <clears throat> and whoops we forgot we forgot about that so trapezium actually means extreme optimism even under the most hopeless circumstances trapezium okay mm. your thoughts leash use it in a sentence use it in this sentence uh, so extreme optimism and it's a noun which means it's like a place, whatever, right? Mm. Uh, give me a th- give me a moment to think <laughs> about that one. that one. Give me a moment to think <laughs> about that one. Okay. Okay. What's but, the word of the day today? So the word of the day today. Do you want to let us know what it is? It is adulate. Mm. So the word of the day is adulate. Should we just let them know what yeah. it is? So and so adulate means to praise effusively. So give someone a lot of praise. Um, to pay homage to without exercising a critical sense of values, to admire, to be devoted to abjectly and excessively. So oh, look at that person with adulation. I'm just, mm. wow, I admire you so much. You're amazing. I love what they do. Like this gentleman, um, what's his name? Dr. Rob, Rob Waters, looking at him in amazement and thinking what he's doing is amazing. Absolutely. Great book. I adulate. I look at his book with adulation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There you go. I could use that one in a sentence. <laughs> but as for trapezium, because we know what it means properly, that's you why. might actually hear what it hear us as we're speaking tonight. That we might use some yeah, of these no. words. We might f- throw a couple in. And if you can, <laughs> if anyone can throw when when we throw these questions out there, if anyone can use the words um, adulation or or adulate or trapezium we will give you a t-shirt. All right, we only have one more exclusive All Flavours t-shirt to give away, beautiful people. So we will um, see how we go with that. Okay, so adulate and trapezium. We will see y'all in five. Stay there, we'll be back after these. My name's Phil. My name's John. I'm 19 years old. I'm 19 too. I've got leukaemia. I've got leukaemia. Chemotherapy didn't work on me, nor did radiotherapy. They didn't work for me either. So now, a bone marrow transplant's my last hope. It's my last hope too. (laughs) They found me a matching donor. They can't find a donor for me. I'm white. I'm black. I'm having a transplant next week that could save my life. There are 24 times more white people than black on the UK bone marrow register. If you're black or mixed race, join the register today. Visit ACLT.org and see how you could be the one to save a life. ACLT, unite to fight leukaemia. Raw View Music presents Alicia Banks on Upfront, a seven-track compilation, including the hit Love Has Found Its Way. Love Has Found Its Way In Our Hearts Today Sultry 
clear and upfront. Upfront, now available on iTunes and all major digital platforms. Download and stream Love Has Found Its Way and the EP Upfront today at rawvuemusic.com, iTunes, or your preferred online platform. Alicia Banks on Upfront. Upfront. Different, different, different tastes in music. Makes no difference what you like. If you want it, we got it right here. AllFlavorsRadio.com, the number one radio station on the net, reaching 179 countries in the world with the best variety of music. And that was the sounds of Sounds of Blackness. Hold on. Change is coming, and it surely, surely is. Now we have a special guest in the studio with us, and that is Livingston Gilchrist. Livingston, can you hear me? I can hear you. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Very good. Very good, thank you. Good to be on your show. I've looked forward to this for a while, listening into yourself and Lele doing your thing. So... It's great to be a part of it. Awesome. And thank you so much for coming on as well. It's great to have you with us. And this hey. is, this is our, our part where we speak of unsung heroes. And I know that you will and truly are an unsung hero, um, Livingston, because I know that you do a lot within the community. Can you tell us just a little who you are and a little about a bit about what you do? Sure. Well, first of all, thank you for um, that little um, credit there. <laughs> I've not seen myself as a unsung hero before, but I guess uh, in the context that you've said it, it does make sense because um, to give you a bit of my background, so the business I I work in, I founded business um, several years back, almost 12 years ago, mm-hmm. MLB Learning Solutions. So MLB just stands for Mentoring Life Skills and Business. And uh, my business partner, co-founder, Brenda Drummond, um, she and I have been working tirelessly, uh, mm. primarily here in North London, uh, essentially just to look to empower as many people as possible to start up their own businesses, uh, build a better life, hence why I do the um, coaching, the success coaching, and also we work with individuals to uh, improve their career prospects, so providing the usual employability support from CVs, interview skills, building confidence, articulation, it's quite a bit, but we give thanks because we are in a privileged position to do what we do and do what we love. Awesome. And how long have you been doing this for? How long have you been working? I know you said you've been working tirelessly. Uh, Gosh, well, the business was started back in 2009, Hmm. and we really ramped things up more so in 2010. And some people might recall that was the time of the last or the previous recession, the Mm -hmm. one prior to this one. And uh, many people thought, why are you trying to start a business when it's so challenging for so many people? But part of the reason we started the business is to, or was to help people see through challenge and see through change. Mm. And it's um, appropriate that you play the song, Hold on, the change is coming, because it's about aspiration. It's about looking beyond what we currently see. And if we're going through challenge, there's always a better day ahead. And mm. that's how we see what we do. And we, like I said, we feel privileged doing 
um, the work that we do. And to a certain extent, it's not even work. When you're doing what you love mm. and you can see the results manifest before your very eyes, it's so rewarding. So I truly feel grateful to be in this position and you are so right there a lot of people would think wow starting up a business during a time of crisis that you must be out your mind right (laughs) yes but however Mm. it does have its advantages also Mm. and you're 11 years on now right that's right yes indeed there you go so what a great time to start i'd say i'd say well done for that (laughs) thank you appreciate that yeah so why did you choose your field of work then well, to some people, uh, when deciding what business to do, some people are motivated by the potential to earn. Nothing wrong with that. If that mm-hmm. is your motivation, then so be it. But I always say to people, do what you love. Do what you are able to do, mm-hmm. and the money will follow. Mm-hmm. And uh, so with regards to my business, um, my business partner and I, we came together because we were both volunteering at the time volunteering our services to help others and we recognized that we had complementary skills so that just naturally led to us deciding to start the business the the demand was there the need was there um the world was going through a challenge a challenging period and we felt we could contribute so that's why we did what we did Mm. and uh years later we're still doing it we've enhanced and changed many things along the way Mm. it is still very much a calling so it's it's less about doing a business is for the sake of it. It's a calling. As you've heard the term, many are called, few are chosen. Mm. We feel that we were chosen to do what we do. And uh, it's quite rewarding when we see, as I said before, uh, a number of businesses get up and running because we've supported them. And, uh, you know, there are many I can refer to, but I won't because of discretion. Mm. However, it is quite rewarding to see people take control of their business lives or just pursuing their career path as well, we've been able to help. Yeah, because I know that you've helped me in in many ways uh, when it comes to facilitation and even giving me access to a workshop, uh, a room to to facilitate the workshops in. Sorry. <clears throat> and that, you know, going to you and asking for advice and really enabling me to kind of elevate myself in that, that um, regard. So I've seen you in action and you're a very giving person, you know. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. So um, as a success coach, how do you help people identify their purpose? Wow, <laughs> that's, a, that's a good question. And I guess the best way I can reply to that is to remind it everyone that we all have a purpose Mm. it's fair to say that not everyone identifies their purpose so as a success coach what i do is to go through a series of questions as all coaches do we ask Mm. very uh specific questions that will enable the individual to bring forth what they feel within themselves as coaches we always believe that the answer always dwells within the individual and we are facilitators to help them to bring it to the surface to identify who they are what they're about and what they will need to do to bring forth their life it also is worthwhile saying that a person's true purpose is Mm. not about them it is greater than them Mm. so given that uh, what we do is we go through a series of um, processes, for example, identifying their core values, yeah. uh, identifying where they've come from, how their background, their past experiences have shaped them, 
And through, again, a series of questioning, we identify what motivates them, where they feel inspired, drawn to, mm. and able to contribute. And that goes towards helping them to identify their primary purpose. Especially so we have various things that we can say is our purpose. Ultimately, mm. there's a primary purpose. And once the individual identifies that, we then put into place action plans to enable them to pursue that yeah. purpose, ideally pursue it with a passion. Mm. And there's a term I use where legacy is concerned. Often the interpretation of legacy is where we leave something behind. Yeah. I encourage my coaches, my clients to recognize that one's legacy should be lived here and now. Mm. So to, uh, I guess just to conclude the reference to purpose, when the individual identifies their purpose, we encourage them to pursue it with a passion and ultimately live their legacy. Awesome, awesome. Because you said it's like a, it is for yourself, your purpose, it was a calling. And that you, you right. worked in line with that as opposed to initially you volunteered um, in that role and then something amazing has kind of come out of it. And the purpose as well is it's servitude sometimes, isn't it? Being a, a coach or yeah, it's very um, similar to life coaching. Well, it is. It, it is finding that core identity and then enabling that person to work in line with that. That's right. Yes, yeah. very much so. Yes. Yeah. And that, that is the beauty in it as well. That find, like you said, legacy lived here and now, finding our passion and working, working, doing what we're passionate about. Mm, very yeah. much so. Awesome, awesome. So you've chosen another song. There's a couple of songs here. Um, you, it was either the M People or Rising to the Top. What what one would you uh, like? Because we're going to play one now, and then we'll come back to you after that. Um, what one? would you like to play and why 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 did you choose the, this, uh, this particular song I, i'd say i'd go for um search for the hero and the reason why is because there's a hero within each and every one of us i mm. mean you were very kind to use the reference earlier on by saying i'm an unsung hero and mm. you know there are times where many people i'm just one amongst so many, including yourself and Lily as well, in the mm -hmm. sense that we work tirelessly in the background, whether as parents for our children, whether as um, individuals within our community that help others, mm -hmm. however and whatever and wherever. There are so many heroes out there, many of whom will never be given the recognition they deserve. So therefore, the song I choose right now is Search for the Hero because there's a hero within each and every one of us. Awesome. So with that being said, beautiful people, we will see y'all in five... Sounds of them people there. Search for the hero. Yes, Livingston. Very, very deep song, actually. Searching for the hero inside of us. And a lot of us, like you spoke of um, core identity earlier, um, a lot of us don't realise that there's so much inside of us that we can actually do. Very much so. And if you think about that untapped 
potential. Mm. It is so awesome. I, I think sometimes we are limited by either fear yeah. or we are limited by doubt or we are limited by the unknown. However, if we are in an enriching environment, and that includes just being in the presence of somebody who believes in you and mm. who will encourage you, that will help to tap into that untapped potential and enable one to move on to their greatness. There's a, there's a term I recall Les Brown mm. used when I went on one of his um, uh, seminars many years ago. And the words are sem- simply said, um, there are times where it takes someone else to recognize the greatness in you before you can see it in yourself. Mm. And that is so true because, um, you know, sometimes we can be the worst critic of self. Mm. And this could be shaped by our past experiences from where we were educated, where we lived, etc. However, that doesn't define or that doesn't Mm. or shouldn't limit us. We are great individuals. We're all born unique with a, a unique set of gifts and characteristics. So given that, it is our duty to identify our purpose. It's our duty to identify our calling. It is our duty to live the best life possible. Absolutely. So, so true. And like you said, that some of us can get stuck inside of beliefs, unlimiting beliefs, things that others have said, teachers, whoever, that they can kind of dampen down that that natural ability that possibly we have and then we find it hard to bring it out and you you speak of yourself as a dream enabler so could you explain that just a little bit more i know you spoke about purpose but what is a dream enabler well i I guess the dream enabler (laughs) just simply means a person that will help an individual to realize their dreams and this can take the shape uh, and form of so many things. Mm. However, not everyone gets the opportunity to either tap into themselves to think about, to connect with, and ultimately to talk about the mm. dreams, the aspirations, the goals that they have for themselves. So my role essentially is to look beyond just a person's business aspirations, beyond their career aspirations. What about you, the individual? What are your dreams? How do you see life how do you see the future and being a solutions focused person Mm. i love to mind map so when i engage conversation with someone whether it's a friend or even a client i sometimes pull my notepad out and i just you know scribble away in the background and when we've got to a certain stage i say to them hey i'm going to show you you Mm. i'm going to show you yourself and i just turn the page to them and i'll say look these are the things that you've been saying yeah. These are things that you aspire to. This is you. If you truly see yourself fulfilling these things, let's look at how that can be done. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the methods I use is something called the TEAR model, T-E-A-R. Yep. And that's about building emotional resilience. Okay. And the T stands for thinking, the E for emotions, the A for actions, and R, the results. So in other words... The thoughts that we have will define who we are. Mm. They can be limiting or they can be liberating. So it's about cultivating the right thought processes, the right mindset 
Yeah. And then once we've got to a stage where we're able to tap into those thoughts, how about linking them with the emotions? So if they're thoughts of fear and they're, you know, you've got the fight or flight uh, mentality where if you want something strong enough, you will fight for it. Yeah. But if you have fear linked to it, fear emotion linked to your thoughts, then we have to address those mm. and identify what they are and move you towards a place of positive emotions. Yeah. Once yeah. we've done that, Okay, now let's take some action. It's all very well aspiring to great things or having wonderful dreams, but what are you prepared to do to get there? So let's take some actions mm. or then formulate an action plan mm. and then bring them forward. And of course, it's not about looking at the primary goal mm. or the primary objective or aspiration. What about the things that you achieve along the way, the milestones? Mm. So it's about recognizing that you are making progress, recognizing that you are achieving and therefore celebrating yeah. those milestones along the way. So when you see the results start to manifest and and build momentum, then it builds your enthusiasm and your belief towards achieving that ultimate dream or that ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean by a dream enabler, Identi- helping the individuals to identify what their dreams are, what they aspire to, and putting together a structured way of getting there to realise those dreams. Awesome, because I know you've seen about having the right mindset and emotions where their fear, which is a negative emotion, if fear resides within us, then it's very, we can't have anything positive going on. So it's, it's eliminating those things. And fear is actually quite a good thing if we utilise it in the right way, right? That's correct. I mean, fear is a good thing. Mm. If you think about it, um, I'm going to give you an example. If a person's going to a job interview, now this, this job means the world to them. Mm. But they're nervous, they're anxious, they're um, hesitant. However, they know they'd only be called to that interview because they are qualified. Mm. They've sent their CV, they've applied, and that prospective employer has read what they have to present, and they say, you know, this person looks interesting, let's call them in for interview. Yeah. So it's fair to say that everyone going to that interview potentially will be successful. Mm. The fear is what often holds them back. So it's how do you harness that fear? Before mm. I go on stage or when I was presenting like yourself on radio, mm. I've been nervous before the show starts. I've been nervous before I took the stage. Mm whether it's 10 people or in some cases I've spoken in front of thousands of people, mm-hmm. the fear is how we harness and bring ourselves to a place where we're more comfortable. Yeah. So if we recognize that fear can be channeled into a positive, it means that we're no longer hesitant or reluctant to step into that fear. Mm-hmm. So I, I see fear as not being a bad thing per se. It's something that needs to be understood, yeah. harnessed, and cultivated to and help us to perform to our optimum level fantastic fantastic so oh wow so coming out of lockdown then livingston do you have any up-and-coming events um that will be done in person or are they online uh well not immediately however it's interesting you ask the question because i recall last year i've been um asked to speak at various engagements or host events Mm. etc and as i'm sure you appreciate many of them have been cancelled because where we had lockdown phase one phase two phase three mm. we've all been confused or disappointed however um i have hosted some online discussion groups uh there's one organization that um you may be aware of um you may have attended events in the past uh, the dda diaspora debating association 
<laughs> now, the DDA, Diaspora okay, Debating yeah. Association. Okay. Uh, we, although we don't have a website, we do have a Facebook group where a lot of um, followers regularly engage in meaningful dialogue and discussion. Mm. And uh, my co-founder of DDA, um, Tessa, she is over in St. Lucia. Okay. And uh, we've been having some dialogue in terms of getting a DDA event back online and doing it online. We mm. did one last year during the lo- first stage of the lockdown. It went down really, really well. We had um, guests from the US, from I believe it was um, Barbados, mm. etc. So we look to do that again. And uh, ultimately, we're looking to do that live face-to-face mm. when lockdown enables that. So there are different events that I'm working on in the background. However, yeah. within MLB, we deliver three core workshops that take place every month. So from business startup workshops and masterclass to personal development, essentially the life coaching principles mm-hmm. put into a two-day workshop. And there's also a one-day masterclass on um, career mapping, career development, and interview skills. So all those that I just mentioned are on our website. We have a full schedule of Zoom events for the whole of 2021 and into 22 yep. so should anyone be interested they can just go to our website i can put into the chat yep. and just verbally it is um uh, mlbls.wordpress.com and mlbls just stands for mlb learning solutions yep. so mlbls.wordpress.com and just go onto the website. Um, you can just interact with us as well. Send us a message, book into the workshops, you name it. It's all there for you. And uh, beyond that, uh, as I said, once I have a few things locked down, pardon the pun, of course, <laughs> but when I've got a few events locked down, then I'll share them with you because I know you have quite an extensive network and you've been very kind to extend um, these opportunities to other people as well. So I shall certainly keep you informed. Awesome. Thank you so much, Livingston, for coming on. And your last track, the Kenny Burt track, why would you choose that to finish on? Well, good question again. You know, um, I, I chose that or I choose that because Rising to the Top is about taking control Mm. recognizing that you, I, we are all entitled. And also, I love the rhythm behind Rising to the Top. So it's about remembering this one life that we have. It is not a rehearsal, guys. We have one chance to make it work. So make sure you do what you can to rise to the top. Awesome. Could you stay on the line? And this one is for you, beautiful people out there. So, beautiful people, how are you all doing out there on this beautiful April the 20th, 2021 evening? Amazing. (laughs) I'm glad you're doing amazing. She's been very naughty here, (laughs) multitasking. That's not, that's not, that's not fair. All right. So, we were speaking, obviously, we've done our National Day, Mm -hmm. as well as the Civil Rights Movement. And we had just a wonderful conversation there with Livingston Gilchrist from MLB um, Learning Solutions. Come and join us in the chat from Beautiful People. He's um, put up all the links in there. Like he said, he has three core workshops that he does throughout the year. So check out his website, MLB 
ls.wordpress.com just to see what um, events he has coming up as well. As he says, they are remote. They're online. So we, that is, that's one wonderful thing that came out of last year, or isn't it, Lily? Doing things online. I think that was a um, an eye-opener to know that you can be anywhere in the world mm. but still have all of these um, resources available to you. So. Yes, amazing. So And us here, isn't it? Like we said, we're here. Thank you, George Flavors, enabling a platform mm. for us to give people what they want because yeah. our people for us by us have been crying out for these things for a very very long time and it's all a matter as Kenny Burke said there it's all a matter of rising to the top yep right definitely, definitely. so that's what it's all about now we did have an item on the volcano um that's erupted in in St Vincent um, was meant to get uh, Maxine or Marcia, should I say, a lady that's doing a drive mm-hmm. for this. So we will have a bit more information mm-hmm. and we'll let you know a bit more about that. But we asked a question last week, didn't we, Lily, about does being a strong black woman harm her mental, emotional and physical health? Is it a burden of strength? Yeah. And I know that and it was in the Ambi, she says, well, don't all women, aren't all women strong? Yeah. But the point point with that was that when we delve a little bit deeper into the article, we'll see why we've referred to black women per se, as opposed to not just all women, because we are all women. Yeah. And we all have similar struggles. Mm-hmm. But as for the black woman, her struggle is slightly, it's, it's hard. And she's more susceptible to dying earlier than any other group. Yeah, but I think that's got a few... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why? Why? Why do you say that? Why are you? I think there's a number of reasons why we die sooner mm. um, than our counterparts. Right. One of them is the fact that we are seen as strong. Yeah. <clears throat> Especially in the medical um, sector, I remember reading something, and there was a doctor who. He's known as a doctor of medicine. I cannot remember his name, but he used to do experiments using black women and he would do it without anaesthetic because he said that black women don't feel pain. Um, And this mentality, especially in medicine, has for some reason filtered down to our our day. And it's actually still in um, nursing books today, that statement that, that, that you would think that addition on addition on addition on addition something like that would be amended mm-hmm. um but that is has been seen in some um nursing books now that black women don't feel pain they don't need as much pain relief wow. as their counterparts i feel i feel pain trust me <laughs> uh maybe we can manage it more so maybe they worded it wrong maybe we can manage it more no I disagree. Yeah? I fully disagree. We all have different levels of pain at thresholds. Yeah, I feel like we are... The reason why we may not go for the pain medication is because we feel like, and this is in response to this question, does it make us... Is it a burden to us? We feel like we have to show this strength. And I'm going to talk specifically about, for example, childbirth. Our ancestors many times i've heard our ancestors would be telling the grave don't need an epidural you don't need the drugs you can do it you can do it and it's almost like you failed if you take that strong pain relief Mm. because you 
You have to. You're a woman. You're a black woman. You you you, you can manage the pain. You're all right. When actually, when you're in that moment, as we all know, we're crying and we're begging for the pain relief and we want the epidural mm. and then we get given the epidural and then get made to feel like we're a failure. Yeah, that's why we're speaking on how the expectation of strength harms black girls and women. Mm. So it's that expectation of strength. So when we fall down, like you've just said, yeah. it makes us feel even worse to, than we did at the beginning mm. because we've not been strong enough not to combat what they've said. Oh, no, that we can pass that threshold of pain. But I feel like that's from our upbringing. Do you think so? Yeah. I, I actually... Partially, yes, we can blame the others for this. Mm. If we look back at slavery and things like that. But I think the inherent the inherent habits that were gained however many hundred years ago has been passed down from generation to generation and now it's our upbringing that's saying to us we're strong enough it's Mm. not them telling us that we're strong enough again going back to breaking those generational curses and i was just speaking to someone about that today as well to debbie about that things are so inherent and instilled within our dna so Mm. if your grandfather down the road was doing certain things that were undesirable then it's going to have an effect on us yeah now and like you've just said there so it's breaking those curses and saying right no the buck stops with me yeah in that sense but in this article hits the um Ghanaian american author and mary nana ama dankwa mm-hmm. She wrote that um, mental illness that affects white men is often characterised as a sign of genius. White women who suffer from mental illness are depicted as spoiled Mm -hmm. or just plain hysterical. Mm -hmm. Black men are Mm demonised and pathologised. Black women are certainly not seen as geniuses or even labelled as historical or pathological. Mm -hmm. When a black woman suffers from a mental disorder, we are labelled as weak. Yeah. And weakness in a black woman is intolerable. Yeah. So that's quite... Everyone's got a, a level and of what it's called. And that is clearly evidenced in history. Yeah. White men that were... had a mental illness were some kind of phenomenon because most of them... And I don't think it was always mental illness. I think it was things like um, autism or they may have been high on the spectrum mm. and seen back in the day that was seen as a mental illness... He's not like everybody else. He's mentally ill, yeah. but he's an amazing person. Women were just put in nut houses because, you know, even things as simple as an orgasm were seen as being a hysteric. You're a hysterical. Something so, so natural as well, isn't it? Flung in a madhouse. <laughs> Black men... Can't even speak on that, can we? Men, with mental illness. It must be it just seem to be part... Or, just crazy yeah. or part and parcel that is just how black That's some how black men are yeah. yeah and then the black woman hysterical or no sorry um weak, weak. yeah you yeah. must be strong-minded you can't we don't we don't suffer from mental illness mm-hmm. and that's in what you said there earlier about uh taking the taking the the 
painkillers, yeah. right? Because it says here that too often black women struggle with expectations and responsibilities that lead them to neglect their own health and well-being. Mm-hmm. So like you said, she could be struggling, but oh no, my mum said no, don't do the deal. <laughs> and you're struggling, yeah. well that person telling you not to do that, but you yeah. need to, your, your needs need to be addressed. Yeah. And they're not being met because you have to be strong mm. and not seen as weak. Yeah. It's quite a lot to, it is a burden, it is a burden. Mm. It is a burden of strength. Even things as simple as being sick in the office, being mm. sick at work, we maybe not so much now but we tend to have lower sickness rates at work because or out of fear of what happens if I keep on having too many days sick I'm going to lose my job whereas the counterparts know how to work the system mm. so they can kind of get away with it um, and then they do tend to be the ones that have they hide their illnesses for so long um, that it gets to a point that it's quite bad and then they will be forced when it would have just been maybe a day or two days off they'll be forced to be the ones that are on long-term sick because they've left the problem so long yeah so there's an overall silence about how um, black women and girls Mm. can focus on their mental health and well-being and I i think that we do put ourselves last in a lot of instances like you just said there to the point that we keep going and going and going and going and going and going because of the expectation. Yeah. And then we're the ones that will suffer yeah. for it. When it's, yeah. And I was just going to say as well, when it comes to mental illness, it's very strange. I was just teaching this on Monday, yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I made the point that I was talking about filling in medical histories. And as a female with mental health, anxiety and depression, for example, I would more tick, I'm asthmatic, not having an attack for the last 16 years. I would more be, I'd be more prone to tick that than do you have mental health, even though next to that mental health question it says, in brackets, anxiety and depression. Mm. Because it's almost, a, it's almost embarrassing. I don't want people to know that I have, you know, I'm suffering with those things or I have suffered with those things, even though they'd be more... Um, more in the present than that one bout of an asthma attack that happened 16 years ago. I think a lot of people, the way that they look at these things as well, things such as anxiety and depression, depression is just a very larger form of sadness. Mm. And when we're happy and elated, because we can be elated, Mm. we don't have to go and see a doctor for that. Mm. So when we're depressed and we probably can't be in our feelings or whatever, Mm. we don't fully understand it. Mm -hmm. It's just the other side of elated happiness I know but when you're diagnosed with it it's but then there's people giving us labels because we can get over those things we can actually live and think oh you can get through that Mm, I agree but I don't disagree I I agree but I I'm on the fence about that right yeah because I think that some even though you can get out of depression Mm. there are things where we've spoken about this before there are things where it is an illness, it needs to be recognised in an illness. And being, being um, as we're speaking about black women with mental illness, we mm-hmm. have to accept that depression is an illness. It's not just a form of sadness, it's extreme yeah. sadness where yeah. sometimes you cannot pick yourself out of it. Someone needs to physically drag you 
to the GPs and say, do you know what, this is not right, she's not okay, or I'm not okay, something needs to happen about it. And it's not it's not a, a quick fix. It's not one of those things where it says, oh no, I, I was just a bit unhappy, I don't have to tick that box, because you do have to tick that box. Mm. And as much as we don't wanna, wanna accept it, that response is kind of brinking on the line of why we feel like, no, but we have to be strong. No, you don't have to be strong all the time. And that's an indication of a time when you think, no, 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 I'm I'm fine, I'll I'll get over it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's also not just to do with the women, I think that's to do with the men as well Yeah. in that instance. It's a lot, it's quite a lot um, to accept to that degree, but Mm. it says black women are denoted or we're described as super women. And in (laughs) fact, sometimes we just don't have it in us. But we do push through it to our own detriment Mm. especially when we're not being in touch with our mental health and well-being yeah and making sure like you said when it comes to things like anxiety when it comes to things like depression when we're trying to hold something down with those things um dragging behind us at the same time but again it's the expectation of what people expect as to the reasons why maybe we don't want to approach them or yeah. you don't want to accept these things it's funny that um this lady um Amma says that tip um being described as a superwoman typically is typically men as a compliment and received positively when compared to other blatantly negative stereotypes such as being sexually aggressive lazy loud and ghetto um but she said, I find that many consider strength as a, as a birthright of womanhood. Wow. So it's almost it's like you're hazed into, oh, you must be a black woman. You're strong. You can yeah. stand up for yourself. You don't feel pain. But you said that earlier, didn't you? Mm. And it said it's something that's inherent within yeah. through generation after generation. Yeah. That's something that's kind of expected of us mm. as black women that birthright of black womanhood to be a superwoman Mm. well no today i don't feel like a superwoman today i don't feel strong today i've spent half the day crying yeah because i don't feel worthy but i got put on a brave face (laughs) come out everybody (laughs) yeah yeah and not not really be true to myself that's what um livingston spoke about there i think we've done it as well on one of my Mm courses about the core identity yeah and getting down to it because uh, some some of us will say well who are you and you say well i'm a mother i'm a this i'm a that mm. well no that's the role that's that you, you play do, yeah. like you as a person and sometimes the, a lot of the reasons why feeling strong mm. and going it about it that way is because we don't really know ourselves yeah and i think you just hit it there when you said that what who do we identify as Mm. and one of the points she talks about is being a mother as a mother you're supposed to be strong as a black mother you're supposed to be holding it down what your your house is messy and the the kids them is you know and actually when you look at our counterparts they're like well i just about brushed my hair this morning Mm. and had a shower and they feel no way about saying it yeah but if we're to go and and speak to family members or a family member comes over and they're you know turning up their nose at the fact that yes my children are a bit wild today but they're happy mm. yes there are dishes in the sink but they're fed yes there is a 
bag of laundry over there but it means that they're wearing clean clothes because they're not wearing those dirty clothes that are in the yeah. wash but we feel embarrassed about that stuff because people coming in and seeing all of that means we're not strong enough to maintain our home mm. but as a mother that's the role you play as a mother are you caring for your children yes are they happy are they fed are they clean that's the strength you should feel not the disappointment in yourself that someone else is coming and looking at you as a woman yeah not being able to hold it down but you've also hit the nail on the head there as well because you said it in speaking about being a mother mm. again you've taken yourself out of the equation yeah and you've not even though yes you've you've tackled all those things mm. when you look at the aftermath yeah of yeah the kids are fed and the, the dishes are in the sink mm. you're not coping well oh, not you per se but i'm just saying that person in general may not be coping well mm. but the children are looked after fine, yeah. but they've not looked after themselves yeah. in the sense when it comes to mental health and well-being and they're in that cocoon and sometimes when we are in a bad place it spills out into the home but I don't, yeah. I don't, I agree with you. I yeah. do agree with you. I do think what is in your head is in your house. Mm. Um, but I think there are times when we feel like we really beat ourselves up for mm. the fact that we have spilt those emotions out yeah. in the environment, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we haven't given ourselves the props for doing what we have done mm. in that day um or in that week or in that month or whatever yeah and the strength that we've shown in other ways yeah but how many how much time beautiful people how much time do you take out for yourself and this is women i'm talking about when it comes to mental health and well-being mm. do you go for that walk when you're not feeling great do you have a spa day for yourself and, a, and that doesn't mean going day. out to a spa it doesn't <laughs> mean going to a spa it might just mean you having washing your hair it might mean you're doing your, your, your toenails and your hand nails and just mm. addressing yourself because sometimes mothers you don't have the time to do that no yeah and it don't. might not even be you don't have the time you yeah. do have the time oh i've got an hour to myself but everyone's still in the house and mm. I literally I just want to go to the toilet by myself yeah. but that's not doable because everyone wants to come and talk to you while you're on the throne yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean it's something as simple as that like so I think that is one of the like a, a very important thing is to take that time out for yourself mm. and to address one's mental health yeah because some we have we all have up days and when we're having those up days wow elation and we don't have to worry too much about it but it's on those come down days mm. what do we do um when it comes to that because it says it's a silent health crisis yeah it is a silent health crisis that black women um, have lower income jobs and more caregiver strain so that's what, kind of what you were talking about being mm. doing the mother role mm. but they're not taking care of themselves less access to healthcare, higher exposure to traumatic events. Mm. Look at a lot of the black mothers suffering, sons been killed mm. on the road, and they're having to, we spoke of that lady, wasn't it, was it Duke, someone Duke, a few weeks ago, whose son was oh, murdered, yeah, yeah. and she still isn't over, over it. it. So that's, years ago, yeah. that, that exposure to those traumatic uh, events, greater physical health problems than white women, that's mm. quite interesting. And all of, all of which are associated with, associated 
with the onset of intensification of mental illness and psychological distress. I feel like there's a reason though for this this health problem, higher health problems than white women, mm. especially when it comes to if you look at the things that we have, um, we suffer with in our community: high blood pressure, mm. diabetes. Our food is extremely rich. Mm. If we were eating this back home, we would be eating it fresh. We would be having. We would have the sun to help us. You know, we'd have vitamin D. We'd have mm. be eating good. We're in this country, or we're in a Western in an, in air quotes a Western world, eating the same foods that we would have eaten back home, mm. without the same benefits that we would have had back home. But I also feel like some of these um, medical guidelines and, and, you know, the numbers that they're putting us up against, you can't put everybody in the same yeah. basket. Yeah. And it's quite funny, I was listening to a, a show recently, a friend sent it over, I think it was Unconscious, and it was a doctor on there and he was highlighting the reasons why things such as um, high blood pressure and diabetes type 2 can be reversed. Yeah, it can. And <clears throat> the, core, the core situation or the core, uh, what, what is contributor. it? Contributor. Contributor to those things is our cholesterol. Yeah. That's diet. the core. He says um, you, got, you got cholesterol, they give you statins. Yeah. And from taking those statins then it's the onset of diabetes. But that's all for another show, beautiful people. We will touch on we will touch on that. Um, and you saying that those things are reversible. Mm. Um, good exercise regime. Diet. Diet mm. can tackle those things that you've spoken to. And, and it did say there that a lot of the things to do with this mental health or the onset of these mental um, health problems, one of the things is that it's we don't take care of ourselves when it comes to our health yeah and i but i think with all the if you have a, a worse off health health conditions than others that's going to affect your mental health as well you're going to think i'm not healthy mm. i'm not happy yeah and especially with with uh, a lot of black women they t- take a lot of pride in what they look like and you know if you are unhealthy a lot of these things can lead to things like weight gain bad skin feeling just very very groggy and horrible within yourself mm. and that's obviously going to affect your mental health and, and give you some psychological distress so it's not surprising with all these contributing factors that you're going to feel a bit downtrodden and you're going to feel that you're you're not going to take care of yourself because you know it's just, it's like just norm, it's norm. <laughs> you just you just get on with it yeah. and you you Fit, continue with the stereotype yeah. of being that strong black woman. Yeah. Let's speak after the break. We'll continue with that. Okay, beautiful people. And if you um, have something to say on the matter, please, please, please feel free to call us and we'll continue in on the conversation. Call us now on 07895134713. That's 07895134713. Stay there. We'll be back after these. My name's Phil. My name's John. I'm 19 years old. I'm 19 too. I've got leukaemia. I've got leukaemia. Chemotherapy didn't work on me, nor did radiotherapy. They didn't work for me either. So now, a bone marrow transplant's my last hope. <laughs> 
It's my last hope too. <laughs> they found me a matching donor. They can't find a donor for me. I'm white. I'm black. I'm having the transplant next week that could save my life. There are 24 times more white people than black on the UK Bone Marrow Register. If you're black or mixed race, join the register today. Visit ACLT.org and see how you could be the one to save a life. ACLT, unite to fight leukemia. Raw View Music presents Alicia Banks on Upfronts. All Flavors Radio plays what you want to hear when you want to hear it 24-7. Have you ever wondered what therapy is and how it can help with our mental well-being? To find out more, please join me every week on the Wednesday for the Wednesday Wellbeing Show, 9pm to 11pm on All Flavors Radio with Darnell the Therapist. Hi. I am Wimbo and this is Naturally Lily. Join us every Tuesday evening between 6 and 8 for the Drive Time Radio Show. Where we talk about things that are for us, by us, on current events and matters of the heart. Allflavorsradio.com See you in the chat room. This is a very important <laughs> health message. My name is Errol. Woman's Worth, Maxwell. That is such a beautiful song. And we're speaking about uh, black women and girls when it comes to mental health and how, you know, the expectation of strength harms black girls and women. And we've seen there that we have the expectation and the responsibility to be strong. And when we're not strong, that we're seen as weak, as well as by doing that, by owning that strength, that sometimes our mental health and well-being goes overlooked. Mm. And really, it is a matter of it is becoming quite a problem in society because we won't go and address certain issues and then things just kind of take a downward fall yes and this is we want to be in tune with ourselves beautiful people we know we are in 2021 and as Lily said there that years ago they said that black women we didn't feel pain and it's still in the the editions Mm. the encyclopedias today these things have to change and it's all right to feel not strong at times right yes it is it's all right to feel that you need support, it's okay that you need to feel that you need a bit of help. It's okay to not feel strong. Mm. And do you know the point that the, the article made? It says that black children are more likely to be victims of serious violent crime, making them more likely to need treatment for post-traumatic stress disorder. Yeah, and although you spoke of us or black women looking after their young'uns, mm-hmm. that could be the knock-on effect. Yeah. from young people because young people are very observant mm. and they see things we try and hide things from our youngsters I know we've spoken on the radio and saying that oh no our kids don't see certain things mm. we try and hide things from our, our youngsters Yeah. And but they see yes they do and this could be a knock on effect or that you're out there working so hard to make things done latchkey kids yeah. going home no mother it's a a uh, 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 an onward battle yeah. in some instances. So these things need to be looked at and addressed as well. Yeah, because I think we feel like we must, 
especially in today's day and age, you we have most two parent working household. It must be done. We both need to put the grind on and. I want to be contributing as much as the other half is contributing and, you know, A, B, C, D, E. But actually, back in the day when you had that mum that stayed at home and the dad that went out to work, as much as we do think, oh, that's such a backwards situation now, actually, how many of those children grew up with quite rounded views of what life should be like? Mm. Um, And I think sometimes we need to sit back and think, is it worth me not raising my children? Does that make sense? Yeah. Like so, not being there for them yeah. when they need be. Yeah. Yeah. Because being 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 that person that does go to work every day, that is. It's it's needed in most cases, in a lot of cases. Mm. But if it's not, and you 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 need that strength to say, actually, I need to spend time where I need to where it's. A, appropriate Mm. that's also strength within itself to be able to acknowledge that you know acknowledge the steps that need to be taken for you to be able to support your family absolutely because mental health and well-being is something that wasn't looked at much Mm. in the past like you know for uh, if we had those issues and you were labeled yeah as we were all given labels and I, it's funny because i've done a video on do we own those labels because yeah. sometimes you was given a label when you was a kid and you're still wearing that label when you're a big 40 50 year old person yeah yeah so it's a matter of yeah okay you was given this but can you transform and come out of that mm. into your own mind into being Yes, there are some people that maybe need medication and mm-hmm, all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff, but that was given by someone that could have even been experimenting. We don't know, because back in the day, they used to do a lot of experiments on young people. Mm-hmm. Okay, so not owning those labels, but like I think Livingston made the point about empowerment and coming out from that. Mm. Yeah, and yeah, just owning who you are. So going back again to the core identity, mm. knowing who we are, understanding and understanding that okay do you know what I'm not feeling too great Mm. within myself I need to have a time out I need to take a break and go readdress realign and come back yeah definitely okay because it's this very serious matter when it comes to our mental health and well-being it's so important that we are in touch with it and we do embody strength that Mm. is that is not even it's not even a conversation. We do embody strength. Everybody knows. <laughs> it's kind of contradiction here, but everybody knows that we are very, very strong women. We can, we can contend with a lot, but that doesn't mean you have to. Yeah. That doesn't mean. Oh, I know that I can take the verbal abuse at work because they. That's that's just what they're like. No. Strength is also being able to turn around and say to someone, "You need to check yourself." You yeah. Need to, calm down i'm not being aggressive i'm not being intimidating i'm just telling you it's really sad when you put those labels on because then uh, coming with being strong those other labels come along with it yeah that is what it that is and they wouldn't see it as being assertive or being conscientious or or being any of those Mm. ways but seeing it from a negative kind of standpoint Mm, mm. and it's again because when we looked at the top of that chart mm. and we saw like the um the 
white males are geniuses, yeah. the white ladies are spoiled or one way shape or the black men are pathological mm. and then the black women are weak. Yeah, we're always at the That's bottom. why we've got to... to it's not putting that. on face though because that is just sometimes how we are. But it's not you know? even about... It's not even saying that's how we are. If someone's calling you aggressive, this is, mm. this is linking the strength and aggression. If someone's calling you aggressive, that is a compliment. That is them saying, you know how to hold your own but I don't like it. <laughs> that is what they're saying. We just need to learn. And this is me talking to my sisters. We need to learn how to adapt that aggression, mm. assertiveness, how to adapt that into the situations that we are in. Mm. And I do think that there, someone, it was, um, oh, it was a gentleman that said it um, when he was bringing to attention, do we know how to blend into certain situations and he was talking about in the financial industry he worked in a bank and he was the one that was getting all the promotions but it was because he knew how to carry himself mm. when it came to being professional and things like that you can be aggressive in the workplace but when when we talk about being aggressive it's you have to learn how to do it in a way that they don't even they can't even turn around and say it's aggression. Mm -hmm. They won't say it's, they won't say you're being assertive because because it's a good word. It's yeah, a positive word. They're yeah. not gonna say assertive, but they're not gonna be able to say, "Oh, you intimidated yeah. me," or that was a that was a bit aggressive. So it's how but, you the approach. Yeah, it's the approach, and sadly, in saying that, we yes, we know we are termed strong term to be a certain way but in like you said certain instances we have to know how to tone it down and put it in a democratic kind of way or not even tone it down knowing how to know how to come back someone says to you oh Wimber you're being really aggressive I don't know why you're being aggressive the, the comeback for that is I feel like you're being a bit passive aggressive actually <laughs> okay you're you're the way you are coming across to me is is seeming I feel like you're being a bit intimidated. You know, it's just yeah. it's to know how to. It's not being argumentative. It's not causing a, a, a not being a troublemaker. It's not making a scene. But it's just making people know that I know you're trying to label me. Yeah. But actually, you're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. You're wrong. So beautiful women, we are addressing our sisters today, and we have sisters. We have wives, we have aunties, we have mothers mothers too. And sometimes the strength, we, we may want to see that strength in them. Sometimes they don't have it within us to be strong. Mm. And also checking in on their mental health, seeing how they are doing, helping them to cultivate um, as well in our young daughters, mm. how to, they don't have to be strong if they don't feel to be strong. Yeah. But... But helping them to see that their well-being, their mental health mm. is very, very important too. But if we're not aware of it... Yeah, how then, can we teach it? Right, yeah. so just being... Keeping that in mind. What is the 10x4 saying to us, Lily, tonight? Very, very apt Okay. today. Be unreasonable. Okay. <laughs> so it says... Um, blah, blah, blah. No, that is not an error. It does say unreasonable. I in my book Sell to Survive I introduced the notion that the successful salesperson must be unreasonable with his or her client in order to consummate the sale this clearly flies in the face of what 
most of us, that is, to be reasonable and logical. Being unreasonable requires that you act without rational consideration and not in accordance with your practical realities. Mm. Our practical reality is that we're strong. Yeah. That we don't feel no pain. Mm. And we should just keep quiet and let people just beat us down with their words be unreasonable yeah so the pra- that's the practical reality mm. the reality is that we need to be unreasonable yeah and let people know how it is yeah do you know what I'm not feeling strong today please don't cross me <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in the mood okay I just wanna I'm, I'm going in my zone this is my new thing now. I'm going in my zone yes Phones on. I'm going in my zone Right, stay in the vortex. Stay in the vortex. <laughs> stay in the vortex, beautiful people. Okay? Yeah. And then you know, once you're in that vortex, it's no one can take you out of it. We've mm. said that before. Mm. So be unreasonable. But beautiful people, all of us, male, female, our mental health and well-being is so important that it's literally like going to the gym. Yes. I have things on my website, onethingabouthistory.com, which will be moving to a new address soon, sweetminds.com or sweetmind.co.uk. And there are lots of mind exercises Mm. in the membership area. Mm. So mini mind workout, mini mind workout on a daily. Mm. So uh, my regime is I'll get up, I'll listen to, I'm listening to a book called Think It's Not What You Think, It's Not Who You Think You Are. Or who you think? Okay, it's I. Oh, I will check that. <laughs> but it's not who you think you are. It's about thinking. Yeah. And it tackles a lot to do with ego, mm. and really getting to know yourself. Mm. And if things such as ego come into play, how we can manage it mm. in order not to be too pushy onto someone else yes. or putting ourselves onto other people. So addressing the mind, but also addressing the body. So mm. even if you do. 10 minutes a day of exercise mm. physical exercise or go for a nice little walk before yeah. work that's a good thing to do yeah. as well as a bit of meditation mm. I've, I've dropped off the meditation and I've, I've actually wrote in my journal today after a good week wow normally I journal journal most day. days yeah but I've just been extremely busy however journaling is another really good way to again honing when it comes to your mental health because you're putting your thoughts on paper isn't mm. it and then you're making those want the, the realities you want to come into place you're putting those down on paper and the more you write it the more you think it the more you see it the more it becomes a reality yeah um so it's nice to get things out yeah so try one thing in the morning beautiful people just at least one of those things and do you know something there are so many really good audiobooks on youtube yes. You can listen on the go if you if you don't have time to to have that, take that time out and get up uh, slightly earlier. Mm. Listen on the go, so it sets you up for the day. It puts you in the right frame of mind mm. to tackle the day with optimism. To tackle the day, oh, to uh, to tackle the day with topesium. <laughs> you used it, topesium. There you go. I tackle the day with topesium, beautiful people. And I have a great adulation for med- meditation. <laughs> Sorry, guys. 
There you go. So we used it. We used it, beautiful people. And thank you so much for your time. Thank you for joining us tonight, naturally, Lily and myself, on the Let's Talk Drive Time show. Mm. Shout out all the DJs on allflavorsradio.com. High five to George Flavors uh, for being the captain of this vessel and really giving us a platform to go out and speak to everyone as regards FUBU for us and by us. Mm. Now, following me tonight will be DJ Laro. I'm Wimbo77, you can catch me that. Hit me up at, at Wimbo77 on Instagram. As well as not forgetting the All Flavours Radio Facebook group, please mm-hmm. become a member, join join with us there. What about you, Naturally Lily? I am Naturally Lily, you can find me on Instagram at Naturally Lily underscore, no, sorry, at Naturally underscore Lily89. Um, that's my tag, yeah. Awesome. So, beautiful people, if you'd like to know what's coming up on allflavoursradio.com in line with the DJs, please check out the schedule. Tomorrow we have Charlie Muir with the um, General Disarray Show, as well as uh, Darnell with the Wellbeing Show. And then we, we have other DJs coming on for the rest of the week. So do check out the schedules. And as I say, DJ Laurel follows me tonight. We want to thank Livingston, W. Livingston Gilchrist for coming in tonight and again you can catch him at MLBLS let me get that right Um, solutions at WordPress Mm -hmm. so please check him at MLBLS.wordpress.com for up and coming workshops that they have they have three core workshops so thank you so much Livingston for coming in and yes I think it, it is Luther Vandross's 70th Earth Strong it would have been his 70th Earth Strong today Luther. Luther. So we're going to leave you with this one. And we really do thank you for your time. Thank you for choosing allflavoursradio.com. We love you guys. And we'll see you every Tuesday. So I guess all we've got left to say naturally, Lily, is we'll see, see y'all on the other, other side. side. Good Take evening. care.